0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will with American Hard Enduro. This week's podcast is brought to you by North Texas KTM, SLM Racing in Arlington, Texas. These guys have KTM, Sherco. They've got what you need. They actually have motorcycles in stock. So if wherever you are in the country, if you're looking for a new motorcycle, give these guys a call because they might have it. They might have what you need. Uh, this, this last weekend, the grinding stone Hard Enduro took place in Page, Arizona. Uh, none of the american harduros made it out to page we just got too much going on with life right now but we were lucky lucky enough to have bryce barsnick and devin finero who are a couple of colorado guys that are i think they're california natives that actually made it down to grinding stone bryce raced the a class devin raced the b class and i know these guys did really well in the in their respective classes. I think Bryce was second in A, and I think Devin was fifth in B. So uh, good on those guys for for taking part in what we hear was a, a very you know, difficult, um, almost scary, hard enduro, grinding stone. Uh, I heard there were a lot of broken bikes after this one. But uh, Bryce and Devin, they're gonna give you a full rundown on what they experienced and um, you know what they're thinking now on their drive back to Colorado overall results for that thing are not official. Um, so if you're waiting on those, I'm sure if you go over to the AMA's Western extreme Instagram page, you'll, you'll be able to find those as soon as they're released because there's a lot of content on there. If, if you haven't checked that out. Um, but the top four, I can tell you definitely Cody Webb with a win followed closely by Tristan Hart, then Taylor Robert in third and Colton Haker in fourth. Um, So, awesome performance again um, with with Cody in the win, and and Tristan's keeping it really close. So, I think those guys are going to battle all year. Um, And then Taylor Robert, actually, I think he led a little bit of this one. So, I mean, this guy is is definitely for real, and we all know that Colton is for real as well. So, I have a feeling those top four are, you know, somewhere out of those four is going to be a winner pretty much every round. So, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, actually this coming up weekend, the American Hard guys, including myself, Drew Kirby, and Blake Terry are all going to be down at the Coppinger Cove Sear Race, which this is a brand new event. It's in Sequatchie, Tennessee. This is literally within five minutes of the trials training center. And I think that the property that we're racing on is either a part of the old TKO training loop or right next to that. TKO, um, practice loop, I guess I, sh- I should say. So if, if you've done the, if you've done the Tennessee knockout, if, if you've ridden that, that loop, you've, you've probably ridden some of this property, but, um, it sounds like the Sear guys have us a seven plus mile, um, race laid out, uh, with multiple checks. It's going to be a hair scramble style start. Uh, we're going to race for three hours and whoever makes the most checks wins. So that's how they're going to do it. Um, I know they have six classes now. They have the gold class, then the silver class is divided into two age groups. There's like an over 35 and, and an under 35. Then the bronze class does the same, <coughs> over 35, under 35. And then there is a iron class. So um, come check that out. Say hello to us if, if you happen to be there. Um, you know, I, I expect to be awesome. I, I can't wait. Get back on the bike this weekend. Um, so that's pretty much it for me. Hopefully you guys enjoy the, uh, Bryce and Devin show. Um, it should be interesting. Hope, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. What do you want to hear us talk about? And, uh, we will see you guys out on the trail.
1: This is Bryce Barsnick and Devin Federo. So, you guys haven't heard of us before, um, but we are from California and currently going to school in Colorado State. And uh, I haven't been riding dirt bikes for too long, but Devin's been riding for a bit longer.
2: And we started racing these Hard Enduros. Yep. And uh, we actually reached out to the American Hard Enduro. centers and asked if they wanted some people to cover the west coast round since they're based out of the east coast they won't be making it out to california or places like the grinding stone which we are driving home from right now so that's a little bit about us and let's talk about the grinding stone it was round one of the ama west extreme enduro series presented by Kenda and xc gear and a bunch of other really rad companies So yeah, what did you think about the race, Bryce? That
1: was pretty sick. It was the first time they've had it at this place, um, which is kind of unbelievable, because when we got out here, the terrain was unreal. There was a lot of really cool stuff, and uh, there's a lot that actually happened
2: before the race even started. (laughs) Yeah, well, everybody kind of got here a little bit early, you know, because nobody had ridden all this slick rock before. I think a few of us have been out to Moab and such, but, it was kind of new to a lot of people. So everybody kind of showed up early and the entire area is an open riding area outside of page Arizona. So everybody was out riding a lot of slick rock. That wasn't part of the marked course just for practice. And man, did we get into some sticky situations right off the bat? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, even, even for Moab, it's a,
1: it's a bit different terrain. There's a lot more sand and the rock itself, um, is still more sandstony and kind of comes apart but uh yeah like Devin said it was a big free ride area right across the street from the course um and uh basically yeah everyone went out there and usually most of the races you pull up and there's not a lot of areas to warm up that isn't you know where you're going to be going on the course but here there's a bunch of places to go practice and there's a lot of really big features and you know, you get a bunch of guys sitting down at the bottom of one hill and another guy takes a steep line up a, you know, kind of sketchy path and makes it, then, oh, well, shit, hold my beer. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> yeah. That the truth. So I, I think the first thing that happened was actually we were we're all sitting in this bowl. I mean, everybody that was there, they got yeah. uh, ourselves, we had fellow amateur Nick Wortham, yeah. we had our buddy Bart out there. Uh, Rodrigo from RMW Extreme, Josh Staley, the IRC Moto guys, Rich Larson, Matt Musgrove, Austin Tyler. A whole gaggle of people. Inside Enduro, I forget what his name is, but uh, this is a Hard Enduro Idaho kid. He was up there and he decided he wanted to do one of these sketchy side hill lines. And he just worked himself into a little pickle, you know, happens to the best of us at some points. And man... When you're looking down from the bottom of the hill you know a little ways off everybody was kind of looking at it like wow it's kind of a sticky spot yeah. above this cliff and then you know we're like watching him try and extract this motorcycle and it just gets worse and worse
1: yeah yeah i know he, he tried to take a side hill line and then kind of blip up a little rock to get back up and his tire kind of slid out a little bit because there's you know some sand on there and then you know he tried kind of keep going further and further but it just got worse and worse and Yeah, at first from looking, you know, from kind of a ways back, it didn't look too bad. Then you got up close and you're like, oh, damn. And then we rode up to the top to actually look at it. And it was really sketchy. I mean, I didn't even want to go to like stand where the bike was.
2: There were only a couple people that were brave enough to go down there to attach some ropes to the bike. Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo, one of them, and Rich Larson was the other. Rich was getting down in there, he, he really
1: wanted to get on and ride it out, but it was really sketchy, so I mean, you're looking up. at like a
2: 25, 30-foot fall at least, like,
1: oh, yeah. potentially life-threatening for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, definitely, and it's just down on the straight rock, but so, Rodrigo from RMW, he he went and got some ropes, and was brave enough to go down there and tie him on the rear wheel and the handlebars, and we had about like 15 guys or so, because everybody, you know, wanted to go see what was going on, and we... Actually, we were able to pull the whole bike up and uh, pulled it up a good 10 feet or so. Yeah, and I don't, got her going.
2: I don't know if anybody really thought we were going to be able to pull it up, but once you got a lot, a lot of dudes behind on those ropes, like it actually came up pretty easy. The biggest trouble was the foot peg and the bars and stuff getting scratched, or, or not getting scratched, but rather digging into the sandstone. Yeah, and just stopping the progress. So, with a couple of people down there kind of wiggling the bike up the hill, we just yanked her right up and luckily we got him out yeah yeah and then
1: later on in the day we kept cruising around and i mean we were only going to go out for you know a couple hours get used to the terrain and kind of cruise around and it ended up being so much fun i mean there was just so many you know so many different rock features to hit and things like that and lines everybody was finding we ended up staying out like the whole day almost
2: well it was so much fun riding with all these people that you usually race with and just kind of having a good time riding with each other yeah so that was a lot of fun and and you know just like bryce said with the hold my beer moments everybody's kind of exploring and the more stuff you find the more sketchy stuff you look at yeah and we ended up at this gigantic fishbowl yeah i mean the wall on the back of this thing nice smooth but horribly intimidating yeah yeah i know so one
1: of the i'm sure a lot of people have seen it already he's almost insta famous but the beta mexico guy um We weren't there when it happened, but uh, Devin had previously ridden up it successfully with a few other guys, and I backed down, and I was like, I don't know, (laughs) it's a couple days before the race, I don't really want to throw my biker body down it, and um, yeah, we we saw this video, (laughs) and it was, uh, yeah, the Beta Mexico guy, he, he came up and then was losing it at the top, And then his his bike just went up on the rear wheel. He just kind of tried to
2: chuck it just a touch. Just that last six inches just to get her over the top. Yeah,
1: but the tire was spinning, so his bike did a flip, hit on the top, and then actually came down back after him. And uh, afterwards, he had a really bad bent handlebar and some other stuff, but um, luckily the bike didn't hit him. (laughs) Not
2: just his handlebars were bent, but the the mounting... what are those? Uh,
1: oh the, yeah, the mounting brackets the for the handlebars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they yeah. were apparently
2: twisted and bent. So I guess he got set up with some new parts because uh, he was out there racing on on Sunday. But man, what a nasty digger to take right before the race.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We were talking to David Garza, one of his his beta friends from Mexico, about it too. But um, yeah, no, that was that was pretty much it um, before the race. After that, uh, that was on Friday. Saturday we kind of mellowed out rested up and then uh yeah yeah we went out and saw the track a lot of people were talking about pipeline hill which you guys will see it's pretty distinct because the pipeline going up it but there was a lot a lot more gnarly stuff out there that was pretty crazy um and so kind of cruising around the track we caught a glimpse of some of the stuff but a lot of it we didn't find until we were actually racing it
2: (laughs) that's the truth isn't it yeah so uh, Sunday comes around. Start the race started at noon. How was it? What What'd you think, Bryce? I thought it was pretty sick. The start was awesome. It
1: felt like you're in a supercross race. They had you pull up on the side of this sand hill, and so you know everybody's you know trying to get their start down, and then you instantly just got to pin it, go around a turn, you kind of come around um, back near the pits under the Kenda tire and then you know you're out into the sandstone going onto a side hill and then up onto
2: the mesa and you know that sand that was actually it was super fun because even though you know most you know hair scramble style starts you launch away pretty quickly this one it felt like slow motion (laughs) when i started my bike i was up running top three or something like that off the line and I, I swear, I looked left and right while I was moving half a mile an hour, and everybody else was doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just had that bike wrung out, and it just wasn't going much anywhere. Yeah. So that was pretty fun, actually. Yeah, it was pretty deep sand.
1: And then, uh, yeah, after that, they they threw you up some hills and then down some other steep ones. And um, I guess the for me, for I was in the B class, and uh, I got an okay start. I fell a couple times. And uh, I got to the first bottleneck, which was maybe a mile or so in, up this sandy hill. Yep. That was a on...
2: hoodoo hill.
1: Hoodoo hill, yeah. And, um, you know, the hill wouldn't be too, too bad if you got a run-up on it. But by the time I got there, there's about 50 guys sitting there. And, I mean, <laughs> sand was flying. Rocks were flying, too. You were sitting there at the bottom and while people were trying to get their bikes up ahead of you. I mean, you were getting showered with sand. When I took off my gear at the end of the day, there was not a spot of me that did not have sand in it. Yep. And uh, yeah, I know it was pretty crazy too. You definitely want to keep your goggles and helmet on even through that because rocks were getting kicked up, like good sized rocks and hitting guys in the head and stuff. But yeah, well, you yeah, kind of had to pair uh,
2: up. You got those tires spinning and spinning and spinning trying to get through that sand. And then when it grabs a little bit of a rocket down in there, buried in the sand. Woo i think it really shoots out of there yeah yeah but basically just
1: had to pair up to get through that and then after that you know it was pretty smooth sailing to, uh checkpoint one and then checkpoint two they had a lot of cool rock features in between they really you know took their time and went out to each little area they could find and then there were kind of some transfer sections through some sandy whoops in between and then uh, you're out all the way by uh, lake powell yeah. and got a kind of a cool view out there and then you start to head back. That's where the torture
2: session really yeah. began. Yeah, yeah. Way out there at uh, checkpoint three, checkpoint two on live laps. Yeah. The, sec- the second scored checkpoint. That's where the torture session began. So how'd, how'd your torture session go?
1: I went okay. Um, there was the the slab of terror, which, uh, you know, all the pros, they they went up the slab, and then there's about a four-foot drop on the other side. And uh, then on either side of that there's a left line that's kind of like uh i don't know off camber shoot and then on the right side there's just a big ledge that you kind of need to lift your bike up and so when i got up there um you know i'd gone through the bottleneck and everything so uh there were some pros actually already coming by lapping people and they were going off the slab made it look like no problem and then there was about 10 guys or so on the right side helping their bikes up and everything and um I was, I went up and asked the camera guy that was there. I was like, what about this left line? Like, has anybody done that? He said, yeah, you kind of just have to like throw your bike up there. (laughs) So I figured, I guess if I went off the slab, like the pros, I might hurt my bike and my body. But if I went up the left line, (laughs) I could get ahead of these guys and maybe just, you know, cause minimal damage to the bike. So went up there, threw it up and the bike fell backwards a little bit, but got caught perfectly on the handlebars in between the crack. And I just jumped up there, pulled the front tire forward, and off I went. Um, and then after that, you know, it was just more really cool rock features going up. Some scary stuff that you just had to commit on. And then, coming back, the whole rock face all the way back, that's where the really hard stuff began because yeah, after a while... on
2: that mesa there. Yeah, up yeah. and
1: down, up and down, all around. Yeah, after a while, all the sand, uh, you know, I mean, it was just getting trenched out from guys going through there, and it, it, the ledges were getting steeper and steeper <laughs> and conditions were getting worse for riding in so uh, it was definitely a lot of help especially when you got to Question Mark Hill that one was a big hang up for not only amateurs but
2: pros alike because the pros had the big left line yeah and... well that right line just got clogged up with amateurs because it was definitely the safe line Yep. and they, the uh, pros started uh, coming around and they had to look for another option. There was this absolutely massive sheer sandstone wall over on the left. And when I was there for the first time, we saw Cody Webb go up it, he barely made it over. And then Colton Haker and a few other guys started coming around and started seeing some bikes slide down the hill. And these are your factory level riders, you know, the, the cream of the crop. And they are letting their bikes slide 55 foot down this sheer sandstone wall, and I mean the sound is just unimaginable. Yeah. Just this crunching, bike destroying, mutilation of a sound. And man, I can't believe that they made it around after dropping their bikes down that thing. Yeah, no, definitely. There
1: was, uh yeah, when I was there because going up on the safe line, the hard part was there was this crack you kind of had to get your bike up into and. I mean, you basically needed about three guys on yeah. your bike to pull it up through there, get it turned around and up over. Um, but, and then yeah, all the pros that came up and they were, I think that that left line, the big slab, it started deteriorating, getting more sand on yeah, it, it, got looser, near the and looser. There, yeah. yeah, because that's where a lot of them were kind of sliding out. I mean, I think I saw Cody Webb go on it twice like the second time you know he was spinning his tire at the top
2: kind of sliding out a little bit just barely making it well the big thing too that made that one really hard it was the humps in the middle yeah there were a couple of little they weren't quite ledges but they were little humps that kind of came up out of the surface and they were big enough to kick you off the rock for a moment or two and then you lost all your traction yeah. when you landed so it was a. Uh, it was a lot of work, but we did see uh, Austin Tyler. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: I he, didn't see it, but I saw the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: He used the bump as a jump and he actually did. cleared it like all the way up the hill onto this ledge on the right, right-ish side where a lot of the pros were kind of doing a little bit of an S-curve to the left. And man, that one was really crazy. That was pretty impressive. That was a hot, that
1: was really impressive. I mean, yeah, I mean, you just went straight up. He really put up. those
2: hill climb skills to work there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he was
2: doing pretty well on the Suzuki. Do you know what place he finished? Uh, You know, when I was there the other day, it was looking like ninth or so, but uh, the scoring, yeah. we'll talk about that a little later, but the preliminary scoring was a little bit funky. So I think when I checked this morning and it's still not all the way up to date, uh, it was around 30th or so. Yeah, pretty, pretty good though, for not training for it or anything. Yeah, definitely, he's just a hill climber at heart. Yeah, um, so you made it around from you know there was a bunch of those big obstacles, tumbleweed canyon, question yep. mark hill, pipeline, and did did you make it all the way around? Nope, um, I
1: got to top of pipeline and then I was timed out. So
2: just by a few minutes though, yeah.
1: Yeah, just by a few minutes, and uh, so after that there were shoots and ladders, which also looked pretty pretty daunting. Got kind of chewed up later in the days, so but that was right before the finish line. Um, so I got pretty dang close but uh Devin you made it around a bit
2: yeah yeah I guess I can talk about my race a little bit now um I was running the A class and man I had a great start I mean you know I I got third yeah I was third off the line and then second coming around the uh that kind of slabby part yep where it went around it was a side hill I was second right there and man on that what was it third fourth corner yeah Just kind of dumped the bike over, going up the first little sandstone incline that was off a sharp corner. Just kind of got the bike off to the off-center and just kind of slid her out. But uh, So I dropped back to 10th or 15th or something like that. Uh, Got back on my bike as quick as I could, took another run at it, got back in the race. But the A-Class actually had a different bottleneck. Um, Right on the top of the Mesa there, there was this little double ledge section And I think there was a, I don't know whether there was a couple pros stacked up or it was all A-riders that I had just, you know, let pass as I fell over down on the easy part. But there was quite a few A-riders stacked up there, 10 or 15 in front of me. And they were just struggling to get up this ledge. And as more and more piled in behind, there were a lot of people that were getting a little antsy. Mm -hmm. So some people started kind of cutting the tape on the left and right. You know, pretty soon everybody's cut the tape because, you know, what can you do at that point? So that was like a little bit of a rough spot, but we got through that, and then we got around to uh, Hoodoo Hill, which Bryce was talking about earlier as his first big bottleneck. Yeah. And that one was pretty well stacked up when I got there. Not nearly as bad as what Bryce is describing, but there are a decent amount of people there. And uh, I just kind of picked my way through on the low right line. That worked out pretty well for me kind of just knew that i needed to push really hard for a few minutes to get through it that way i could you know gain some positions back and then after that uh tried to just keep some good flow all the way to checkpoint three and right before that checkpoint three there was some pretty gnarly stuff uh i think the coffin was down there which was like kind of a big splat line for the pros there was like a couple of these big bowl features which were kind of gnarly and then of course uh wells falls which i think yeah. by the time you'd made it around it was uh, diverted yeah yeah they diverted it yeah yeah but when i got there i mean it was just like this it was this little tiny canyon and then at the end of the canyon it was a six foot seven foot ledge um i don't know something like that maybe eight foot off to the right and we were throwing down the lasso to people last one around the bars and then uh tugging them up so that spot was pretty gnarly I helped quite a few people through and then kind of realized, Hey, I need to get my own bike through some yeah, Yeah. That
1: was a big, big thing with this race is uh, a lot of the spots you had to help other riders and you needed them to help you too. So it was, you know, kind of uh, trying to buddy up with people and make yeah. sure you buddy up with the right guys who don't just say, all right, see you later when they get to the top. But uh, yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of big features that once they deteriorated or kind of got to a bottleneck, you didn't have a run up on them and, You had to partner up and just pick your bike up and get it over them.
2: Yeah, and the fastest way to get through some of those spots is to pick the right buddy, team up, and get through it. Or uh, if somebody's stuck in front of you, is to help them through. That way you can get through. That's
1: hard enduro. That's hard (laughs)
2: enduro. That's what it's all about. And then past that, we had some really scenic sections uh, past Checkpoint 3 where you could see Lake Powell riding up on the big slabs on the Mesa. And then as we came back, uh, things got really gnarly as you made it to um tumbleweed canyon which i thought that was my favorite part of the race
1: yeah big sandy hill climb you go up into this canyon
2: well, you turn around it was this big bowl of a canyon and you sand hill climbed up to the right and then kind of skirted around so you could see the line you know a couple racers all the way scattered around and it it was just really aesthetic i like that spot a lot yeah
1: yeah there were a lot of big sandy hill climbs where you just had to pin it to get to the top and those are pretty fun um and just a lot of really cool features that they just picked uh, picked apart and threw in there um, from around the whole area. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Cody Webb took first place. Um, yep, yep. He pro cruised podium. by us quite a few times. I think he had what four laps. Four laps. Yeah. Yep. Less than twice. And then behind him was Tristan Hart. I'm uh-huh. um, not sure how close he was on him, um, but. I think Cody had a pretty demanding lead after the whole thing was said and done.
2: I believe, yeah, yeah, I think that's correct.
1: Yeah, he's, I mean, after four laps, uh they're putting up a pretty good pace. Third was uh, Taylor Robert. Yep, yeah, I know. He was doing good too, another KTM guy.
2: I think fourth was Haker, yeah?
1: Yeah, I think Colton got fourth. Yeah, could be wrong there. Um, I think they had those scores nailed down the most. They had a big issue with the uh, scoring, actually. They, they had the live laps and they, they moved instead of the pucks to the uh, transponders that went on, on your helmet. helmet
2: yeah. yeah,
1: and um, I remember for the first checkpoint, they had scanned my helmet and then the second checkpoint, they were just writing it down. Yeah. So they had moved just to the backup sheets. And uh, so there was a lot of kind of issues with figuring out, you know, double checking the scoring sheets to figure out, you know, who is in front and whatnot. Uh, yeah,
2: because they only had the scores for checkpoint one and they had to go through by hand for checkpoint two. So it'll be, you know, a little while before they get all those results finalized. Uh, preliminarily, I believe Bryce, you got, uh, based on who was around me
1: right now, it shows, I think I'm in dead last because it only shows I made checkpoint one. Um, But based on who was around me and we looked at their times, I think I got around fifth and B. Um, And then Devin.
2: Yeah, uh, the whole race on that second lap, which uh, I I made like 1.9 laps and timed out at Pipeline Hill right around when Bryce timed out for my second lap. But uh, I was just racing with the guy, this absolute monster, Jason something. I forget his name, but he was racing a Honda 450X. Yeah. I mean, this thing's a big girl. It weighs twice as much probably as my dang two stroke. And uh, yeah, we ended up kind of teaming up on that back half of the second lap and helping each other through those obstacles that needed help like Question Mark Hill and uh, Slab of Tear and a couple other spots. And he ended up taking first for the A-Class. And I was right behind him for the checkpoint Point Two on lap two, so pretty sure that I will be taking home second for the A-Class. And I'm not really sure on the other A-Class finishes, as, you know, it's pretty uh, confusing, but I know uh, Jason Lamb was back there, and uh, uh, the Idaho Art Enduro, which is Matt yeah, Matt something. Uh, inside Enduro, he was back right around there. Uh, and a few other people, of course, but uh, i blanking on their names at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and uh,
1: the B-Class, I think uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty oh, easy to tell that yeah. he was a
2: domination in the B Class Yeah, I must have
1: been. Yeah, Trailbound got a lap and two checkpoints, and uh, most other B Class guys, uh, I don't know if anyone else even got a lap. <laughs> yeah, which I, is uh, Trailbound, and that's Chris Reisner. Yeah, yeah, no, so he, he killed it. He was cruising, which uh, is pretty impressive because I, I guess, you know, he had to get out front and uh, kind of get, I don't know if he got the whole shot, but. Uh, well, he had to, to deal with the, the same bottleneck, so yeah, yeah. Get past the bottleneck. And uh cruise up the hill. So that's pretty impressive. But yeah, overall it was a really great race. It was a great venue. Um they're really putting it together with the series. You can tell all the effort that's going into it and everything. They got, you know, MJ, Mark, um Josh, Josh yeah, helping out, making the tracks, making sure it's gnarly enough for everybody. Mark's daughter, Marky. Yeah, yeah, I know they have a really good crew going together so it'll be interesting uh to see we talked with mark a little bit about rev limiter in the next few weeks and sounds like he has some fun stuff planned for us that down guy there in texas
2: that guy man it sounds <laughs> like we're gonna be in for an absolute treat of rock garden on rock garden on hellish rock garden <laughs> down in that texas heat i'm not sure how hot it's gonna be i hope it's not like the last rev limiter, rev yeah limiter, though. yeah
1: no luckily too uh here in arizona it we, got, we lucked out on the weather. It cooled down the night yeah. before the race and the whole day. 65 degrees and a yeah. little breeze.
2: Yeah, it, was, Perfect.
1: it wasn't too hot or anything. Um, it was great weather, but, uh, yeah, just a lot of great riding. And uh, it was really cool. I, I'm definitely looking forward to it if you have to come by here uh, next year for the season. But uh, it was definitely hard on the bikes, I'll say that.
2: <laughs> Man, the grinding Solo looked, looked up to its name. I actually blew out a radiator right in the back very end of my course just because there's this one downhill that i deemed impossible bryce apparently rode it yeah (laughs) but uh and i kind of slid my bike down and caught a rock the wrong way and popped my radiator but you know uh it it definitely took a havoc on the bikes the grinding stone ground down on every piece that was available yep and it it took a toll yeah so many just big obstacles with full commit
1: yep where yeah, if you I messed know. it up,
2: you're gonna go sliding down and really I mean, your bike's gonna take a tumble.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know my bike definitely took a tumble a few times. Got some new dents in my fresh FMF gnarly. But uh, you know, as a as hard goes. Luckily uh though I think there were no ambulances called. Nobody yeah. gotten, you know, too injured or banged up out there, but I'm sure everybody's looking over their bikes and uh gonna be placing a pretty big order
2: for parts uh, to get ready for Revlimeter. yep so make sure you get your parts ordered in and do your maintenance and maybe go riding again or or just curse <laughs> your wounds for the next three weeks yeah rev Limiter's up next it's the east first west shootout so maybe we'll get to join the uh american hard enduro guys live yeah for the east first west version of this podcast
1: yeah, know it'll be great. Yeah, we were out there at uh, Bridgeport, the new new location for it mm-hmm. this last time, a limiter, and it was really great. So I think it'll be uh, another great race. And uh, yeah, that was just a quick summary from uh, me and Devin on the Grinding Stone Hard Enduro. All
2: right, you guys go ahead and check back for another podcast from American Hard Enduro for the next West Coast round where we'll give you another rundown. All right, guys, have a good one and keep riding.